Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, we're going to get into God's Word this morning. And if you have your Bibles, if you could please turn with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6. And we had a great service yesterday, by the way, and uh, we were packed yesterday, and uh, it was absolutely terrific. Uh, by the way, next year is a leap year, which means that Christmas Day is on a Wednesday. And so uh, for some of you just like to be organised and plan in advance, I thought I'd just tell you that information. So some of you are like, I don't care, but <laughs> anyway, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, are you ready? It says, for unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. Who can say amen? Amen. And the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and lastly, Prince of Peace. Can I just read one more verse over you, please? And that is uh, from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. And it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of you know that we live in a fast paced society? It would be true to say that it seems as though life has become more busy. What people call busy 20 years ago, really we could say does not compare to the way and the pace of life that we are currently experiencing. We could say that patience, in fact, has come under attack in modern day life. The immediacy of technology, the constant influx of information, instant gratification fuels the culture, watch this, that values speed over patience. In modern day society, patience is now seen as a form of weakness. The other day I was at my favourite coffee shop and I was waiting for my coffee and there was a car that was pulling out and a car that was coming in to take this guy's spot. Well, he just kind of took a little bit too long to put his seatbelt on and eventually pull out. And the guy behind him literally held his horn down until he actually pulled out. How many of you know that that guy has a patience deficit in his life? The Bible tells us in the book of James, chapter five, verse seven, James makes it very clear. And he says that we are to, that we are to be patient. The word patience comes from a compound of two words, long and temper. The idea is to set the timer of one's temper for a long run. Think long, be in it for the long haul. This week, Pastor Alison and I, we drove all the way from Perth to Sydney. (laughs) How many of you know, you've got to be patient. It is a true test of patience. I recently came across an interesting survey conducted by one poll and 
Essentially what they did is they surveyed thousands of British uh, adults and the whole survey was based around uh, modern patients and uh, the thresholds of people. And this is what they said. They said, all of the luxuries of modern life have made most people incredibly impatient across pretty much every aspect of their lives. Digital technology, particularly smartphones and on-demand TV, is attributed as the primary cause of decreasing patience among people. So let me give you some of the results. This is the maximum threshold before frustration sets in. 22 seconds for people to start cursing their computers or TVs if a show or movie doesn't immediately start streaming correctly. <laughs> 16 seconds for a web page to load. 25 seconds for a traffic light to change. I think I'm guilty of that one right there. <laughs> 18 seconds to search for a pen. 28 seconds for the kettle to boil. 14 minutes for restaurant food. And this one I'm not very good at. Five minutes for a coffee order. Do I have any friends this morning? I went for a coffee this morning. I waited for 20 minutes. How many of you know I had to practice my sermon this morning? <laughs> and you know what I got mad about? I'm just sharing my heart now. We're just moving away from the sermon. The people who were ordering five, six, seven coffees like this. Anyway, that's my frustration for the day. Back to Christmas message. How about this one? Luggage retrieval after a flight within 13 minutes. Anyone guilty right there? <laughs> this one, waiting in line 30 seconds seemed excessive. 45% admitting losing patience and a propensity to switch lines if the wait is unsatisfactory. Patience is a fruit that the Holy Spirit calls forth in our lives. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, watch this, and come on, patience and gentleness. Watch where patience is listed. It's listed with righteousness, godliness, faith, love. Patience is important in our lives. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 29 says, whoever is patient has great understanding. And in fact, patience is critical in possessing the promises of God. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not want you to become lazy, but imitate those who through faith and what? Patience inherit what has been promise. The scripture that we read earlier this morning was from the book of Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, it's probably, and in fact is the uh, Old Testament book, more than any other Old Testament book that gives us a clear depiction of the birth, the resurrection and the, uh, the death, excuse me, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, Isaiah the prophet makes a statement to the people at the time and he says to them, 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This promise was made to the people of God that one day a Messiah would come. And this Messiah would be so amazing. He would not be like any other ruler or leader that they have ever experienced before. This Messiah, His name will be called Wonderful Counselor. His name will be called Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and not just peace. He is the Prince of Peace. How many of you know that in modern day society, we need peace than we've ever experienced in our lives before? Peace is critical. And Isaiah says that when this child comes, when this Messiah is born, he will be called the Prince of Peace. Peace is so phenomenal when God gives it because you can be in the middle of a storm and experience the peace that comes from above. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is tranquility in the middle of a storm. He is the Prince of Peace. These attributes that Isaiah spoke about are in fact given to someone only who has a royal nature highlighting wisdom, strength, eternal existence, and watch this, fatherly care. He is the everlasting Father. That is, our God is so great that He is the only God who cares about your day-to-day life and the things that you are going through. We could put it this way. Our God is so great that there's nothing too great for His power and nothing too small for His Fatherly care, wonderful counsellor. Come on, church. Mighty God, everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. And He would establish, watch this, a kingdom of grace. What is grace? Grace is the unearned, undeserved, unmerited favour of God. That's what this King would bring. He would pour out grace upon His people. The people of God yearned for this promise. They waited for this promise. And watch this, they waited with patience. And year after year, the people of God searched for the fulfilment of this coming King who would bring about a kingdom of grace, tranquility and peace. His fatherly care, He would be involved in the lives of His people every single day. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. Now watch this. The fulfilment of this promise, in fact, took approximately 800 years. We get upset. If we order something online and it was supposed to arrive on Tuesday and it came on Thursday. (laughs) We get upset if the coffee order ordinarily should be five minutes and I ended up waiting 
20 minutes, just preaching to myself just for a moment, trying to just calm my soul down after this morning's coffee experience. (laughs) We get upset if we have to wait just a short period of time. These people waited 800 years for the fulfilment of a promise that was given from the book of Isaiah because they knew that when this Prince of Peace would come, that the peace that he would give would be a backward peace. That is, having been justified by faith, we have peace with our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is an upward peace. That is, I have right standing with God. And it is also a present peace. It's not something for my future. It is a peace that God has for me today. These people waited, watch this church, with patience. When you think about modern society, the stresses we experience, there's now what's called festive stress. Psychologists are dealing with festive stress. That is people running from task to task, coming under stress, financial stress. How am I going to afford gifts for my kids? How am I going to afford gifts for my grandchildren? How am I going to pay my bills while still having to meet needs over here? Relationship pressures, feeling rushed, feeling stressed. This is a season that is cause society to feel more pressure than what they do at any other time of the year. But that was never meant to be God's plan. Watch this. The busyness of this season has overshadowed the peace and joy that this time, church, is meant to bring. Romans says that the people of God We are not to be, come on church, we are not, because I'm preaching to some of you today, I can feel it in the atmosphere. We are not to be conformed to this world, but we are to be, we are not of this world. We are to be transformed, how? By the renewing of our minds. There is a battle that's going on and watch this, it's trying to infiltrate your life and my life and it is cultural impatience versus Biblical patience. Now stay with me now. Approximately uh, 3 AD or 4 AD, uh, the church fathers introduced into society what we call the, the Advent season. It's a Latin word, Adventus, and the word Adventus uh, simply means like a longing for something, looking for something, waiting for something. The best way I can describe it to you is if you've ever had a family member who's come from overseas, a friend, and you've gone to the international airport and you kind of, you know, you wait for that person to come out. And, you know, people come out with their luggage and it's like, not them. It could be the next one, the next person, not them. And what are you doing? You're, you're waiting with expectation and you're waiting with anticipation for the arrival of someone that you love. And so the early church fathers introduced this season called the Advent. And the Advent was a time four weeks prior to Christmas where they would do a couple of things. Number one, they would go through a time of spiritual preparation where they would actually prepare their hearts 
for what would be the celebration of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about modern day society. Do we prepare our hearts? We are in a mode where we are rushing from task to task and it's hurting us. It's hurting us because this season is peaking stress in people. And instead of enjoying the words that we actually sung this morning, peace, life, love, joy, there's this impatience in the atmosphere that's causing people to feel stress. They would also, the early church fathers in this season of Advent, Uh, they introduced what they would call acts of charity and essentially it's going beyond yourself to be a blessing to somebody who can't give back to you. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. They also introduced what they would call the reading of Scriptures where people would gather and they would read the prophecies from the book of Isaiah. They would read the Scriptures. They would read the promises of the coming King. And last but not least, they would actually quieten. Watch this. They would quiet their soul. The quietening of the soul. Thinking about the Messiah. Our modern day society is nothing like that. And I want to challenge you this Christmas season. I want to encourage you this Christmas season. Have we become conformed to the world's way? of doing Christmas, we run, we move, the next task, the next task, and we are not experiencing the peace and the joy and the life and the love that God gives as we reflect on the coming and the birth of Jesus Christ. And the early church fathers essentially did this. They said, we are introducing this so that people could watch, watch this, they could Pause, recalibrate, and rediscover Jesus. Church, we're rushing, and we need to get the hurry out of our spirits this Christmas season. I want to give you three challenges this Christmas season. Are you ready for them? You may not like me after these challenges, but don't worry, I like you. How about we do this this Christmas season? Number one, let's create tech-free moments. Ooh, I don't know how I can live without my iPhone. I take it to the toilet. It's next to me when I go to sleep. (laughs) Come on, how about when we have lunch together today, as family, friends, that we take our phones and we put them away? never heard of that before. (laughs) How about we do something that actually eliminates us sending text messages and surfing Instagram? Instagram's not going to help your life, but peace will. Reflecting on Jesus will. Being in His presence actually will. Mums and dads, here's a challenge for you. If you want your teens off their screens, Maybe we need to lead by example. And we put it away and we create moments at our lunch and dinner tables and family times where we're not addicted to technology. 
Technology is hurting you. It's hurting your soul and it's producing within you impatience. But the Holy Spirit is calling forth the fruit of patience. Come on, church. The fruit of patience in your life. Number two, how about this Christmas season? We savour quiet moments. Get your cup of tea, sit on the porch, sit somewhere where you can just have some time out, where you have an opportunity to intentionally pray and reflect on the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. Quiet moments, parents, are not your enemy. They are your friend. Quiet moments, young people, are not your enemy. They are your friend. Number three, are you ready for this one? Focus on presence over presence. We gotta be careful, mums and dads, that we don't raise up a generation of young people who value presence more than they do presence. Presence always, that is the presence of our God, always supersedes presence. His presence this Christmas in your celebrations, His presence in your conversations, in your gatherings, in your activities. Jesus wants to be there at your lunch table today. Jesus wants to be there when you're playing backyard cricket. Jesus wants to be there. His presence is what matters this Christmas. Think about this for a moment. You would have received a gift either last night, this morning. Some of you are going to unwrap your Christmas presents when you get home. The Christmas present, presents, <laughs> that you will receive, you will be able to describe it. Uh, you can tell me its purpose. You will be able to tell me its colour. But when the great Apostle Paul came to speak about the greatest gift ever given to humanity, that is Jesus Christ, this is what the Apostle Paul said. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15, he says, Thanks be to God for His, watch this, indescribable gift. The gift of Jesus, in other words, some of your translations will say unspeakable. Here's a man who possessed a wide and deep vocabulary. Just read the book of Romans. But when it came time to describe the greatest present ever given, the gift of Jesus Christ, the Bible says the Apostle Paul called Jesus indescribable. That is, I'm unable to recount or tell fully what I've experienced. His presence this Christmas matters more than the presence we received. His presence in our marriages, His presence in our homes, His presence at the doorstep, His presence in the backyard, His presence in the living room matters more than the presence we receive this Christmas. Watch the word again. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. His name shall be called 
Wonderful counsellor. Come on team, why don't you come and join me? Wonderful counsellor. If you need counsel this Christmas, his name is the Wonderful Counsellor. He is a mighty God and he is a everlasting Father. And last but not least, he is, come on church, the Prince of Peace. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. He truly is the Saviour of the world. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Can I encourage you this Christmas season to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, church, by the renewing of your mind. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. Life is yours. And love is yours. Found where? In Jesus. Can you say amen? Come on, can we give the Lord just a clap of praise this morning? Can we just honour Him for His indescribable gift? We're gonna worship just one more time. And then uh, Baz is gonna come and he's gonna close the service. And I want you, as our minds have been renewed and encouraged in the Word of God. Watch this, stay with me now, because in fact, I'm actually in a prophetic zone this morning. I want you to forget about, can you do this for me? I want you to forget about everything that you need to do today. I want you to forget about the in-laws and the outlaws. <laughs> I want you to forget about all those. Can we be in the moment this morning and set our eyes on Him? He truly is the Prince of Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.